Hello, uh, this is Michael Tedder. Welcome to the Words and Guitars podcast. I'm here with, as always, my co-host, Zachary Lopez. Hi. And with us today is our guest, Maggie Sirota. Hi. Uh, she is the managing editor of the website Death and Taxes. She's written for Esquire and the Village Voice and lots of other great places. And if you've been on there in a while, you may remember her podcast, Low Times, which is a great interview podcast she did with Tom Sharpling and Daniel Ralston. Uh, we lost a big musical hero of mine, and I think I, I know you two are fans also of uh, Grant Hart right. of Husker Du. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll, I'll let you go, Zach. Uh, a couple of days ago, you read a poem that was at least partially inspired by him. What did uh, he and the music of Husker Du mean to you? Well, uh, I mean, as with all, all of these sort of things, um, I had a, I mean, I, I loved Husker Du. Yeah. I love Husker Du. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it's that my, my memories of Husker Du are sort of, you know, often incorrect. You know, right. I sort of, uh, the, the thing with Husker Du is even though as great as it is and it is great and it's mm-hmm. great, it's great. All right. It's fucking great. I'm yeah. not saying it's not great. The drum sound on all those SST records. Yeah. Is is garbage, right? Yeah, <laughs> and because uh, they're quarter for like eight dollars, and yeah, Spot was well, a terrible producer. The, yeah, Spot did it. Yeah, and uh, but I remembered it as being a lot. Like I remembered it as sounding like Dark Throne. Mm-hmm. I like I remembered it as sounding like Wet Cardboard. Yeah, and then <laughs> uh, so, which is weird because I listened to Pusher do semi regularly, but I just I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, and then. Uh, so of course, because we have to fight about something right, on, on Twitter, you know, mm-hmm. I was talking about the, the the drum sound, and I was just, just like, you know, R.I.P. Grant Hart, you know, mm-hmm. I, I hope he he haunts whoever did the drum sound, and uh, <laughs> but uh, the singer of Pyron, I think it is, uh, I'm, I'm mispronouncing her name. This really excellent local. Uh, death metal band. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like, "No, I, I actually, I love that drum sound." Yeah. And I was like, "That's insane." Defend it. And he was like, <laughs> "Well, what did it, what it, what it, what it sounds like to him is the sound of a live drummer in a like low ceiling basement, which he thought was appropriate for the time. And you know, a lot of times when you have to like add context to defend a sound, yeah, mm-hmm. it's not great. Yeah, right. but." Um, as, as so often happens online, uh, someone made a compelling argument and my, and I changed my mind. Wow. <laughs> really? You know, I feel like I'm in the majority in that way because yeah. we're all, you know, we're all here to communicate, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The dialogue. Yeah. Uh, were you a fan? I think you probably were. Um, I, I discovered Husker Du later on, so mm-hmm. this wasn't like form, they weren't formative for me. Yeah. Like I'm kind of a late arrival to a lot of things that were apparently formative to other people. Right. Yeah. But I interviewed Bob Mould a couple of years ago for Low Times, the cool. aforementioned podcast. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I kind of mentioned, like, you know, I mean, his portrayal of Grant isn't very flattering in the book. Yeah. <laughs> in his book. And it's probably, I mean, it's, sometimes the truth is just unflattering. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. I think it was uh, Anne Lamont who said, uh, you own all your experiences. Yeah. If someone doesn't want you to write bad things about them later, they should have been nicer to you in the moment. Right, yeah. Which yeah. basically is Anne Lamont's way of saying, like, shit talk all you want. They deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> but he even got, like, really testy when I brought up that the truth was unflattering to him. Like, he mm-hmm. got, like, really 
a little combative. I mean, he was very nice, but yeah. like, it, I think I raised his hackles a little bit. Grant there. Hart was combative, or no, 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 Bob, Bob Mould. I've never met Grant Hart. Yeah, I, I don't know that Bob Mould is ever non-combative. Yeah, I yeah, mean, I, and I, I mean that in the most positive way. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, he played at, uh, you know, uh, Hi-Fi. They yeah. had their, their, they did a sort of an anniversary party, mm-hmm. like sort of counting themselves as brownies. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. they are. Um, and Bob Mould played. And, you know, the crowd was of a certain age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he made so little concession to that. Yeah. In terms of the fucking treble mm-hmm. on his guitar. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was just like, I mean, it sounded like, I don't know if you guys have ever heard, like, there's a real niche form of, like, Japanese hardcore the music, not the pornography, <laughs> where it's uh, where it's just it, it it almost starts to feel like novelty music because the guitar is such so like a buzzsaw, and mm-hmm. I know buzzsaw guitars is something that we always use as this awesome thing mm-hmm. in cliche yeah. music writing, but right. the actual sound of a buzzsaw mm-hmm. is unpleasant. I don't think I've heard that. I have heard some White House in my time, and I feel like White House and that power violence scene. I've probably heard some actual. Buzzsaw is being recorded. Well, the thing the thing is that with a lot of these bands and with Bob Mould when he's mm-hmm. playing guitar for a bunch of fifty four year olds, mm-hmm. um, is it's it's not like when you think of like noise as industrial, it's actually kind of it's this brutal like mm-hmm. it's a low yeah. like a more of a rumble. This is actually just this really tinny like like a gnat just like punching you in the face. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like intentionally annoying. Bob Mould. But yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, Who's Who Do is one of those things I didn't listen to when I was like 12 or 13. I don't, I feel because of different reasons, one of which is like they're not quite on the brand name level of their moments. It's something you have to hear when you're 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. And also like the albums like are available, but the SST stuff you can buy, but yeah, you, you know, it's like not particularly well distributed. And like we said, the CD versions sound kind of terrible. Yeah. I didn't get into it until I was like in college either. But uh, it's definitely one of those things where I remember, like I, I think I got like, to spin the list of the top 100 alternative albums of all time. And I worked my way through as, as you do. And I think like in the top 10 was like, uh, Zen, Zen Arcade. Arcade. Zen Arcade. Yeah. And I think Zen that's Arcade. part of the problem though. It's yeah. also because every, critics love Zen Arcade mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. critics like meandering. Ambitious. Uh, yeah. 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 They like ambitious the, concept albums with 15 minute instrumental sort of kind of. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and if you're like a kid, if you're mm-hmm. 15 or 16 and you're like, oh, okay, I'm going to get into this band. Mm-hmm. And then you get this and it's like, it's got mm-hmm. this long. It feels like homework. Yeah. yeah. And if you, yeah. they've been like, no, buy New Day Rising or like mm-hmm. Metal Circus or something like that, then yeah. you're like, oh, okay, this is fun. I'm 15. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. go break some glass. Yeah. Know? Like I'm, yeah, 15, I wanted like three chords that yeah. kind of kick me in the teeth. Right. Yeah. That's, my needs were pretty simple back then. I don't want to hear the reoccurring <laughs> dreams that goes on for 20 minutes or something. Yeah. <laughs> right. So once again, the yeah. critical consensus has failed adolescence <laughs> yeah. of yeah. the world. And like you will, I, I have noticed on Twitter, you can get people very upset with you if you put forth the argument that, like, I don't know, their best album might be Warehouse. I mean, you have like... Some, That's ma- a good album. Yeah, like best production, maybe all of their best songs, mm-hmm. well, like the least amount... Well, okay, not all of their best songs. Like now, now I'm mad. Okay, but like a lot of the great <laughs> songs, uh, the least amount of filler, they went on a high note. But... Yeah, and like Zen Arcade, I think like I definitely have a memory of listening to Pink Turns to Blue and something I learned today. And like it's one of those things where it kind of changed, like, okay, like punk can also be kind of like this 
anyways, like I don't want, I, they're too good to like boil down the emo, but it was definitely one of those things like there was an emotional intensity to this music. I hadn't really heard in much music before. It was definitely mm -hmm. like kind of this eye, uh, changing moments. And a lot of that people say like Grant was a sensitive one in the band. He, yeah. And like yeah. Bob was the angry one. Yeah. And Grant brought that forth. And like, it was definitely a huge loss. And I think we all miss him. Yeah. I agree. And uh, it's funny because like, we, uh, but you're talking about earlier people defending things because they liked it when they were younger. And mm -hmm. that brings us to this week's theme, which is uh, music that we love or did love at one point that now we know is kind of at best problematic. Yeah. Either the music yeah. self is problematic or the person making the music is now problematic. And uh, there's no better person to talk to about that than our good friend Maggie. Hey! Uh, <laughs> or as we know her on Twitter, Morrissey fan number one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I mean, I kind of had made a decision I'm not spending any more money on Morrissey. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not going to any more shows. Right. Because I just... I. You're sick of not getting uh, your money back from Ticketmaster? Oh, no, no. That's uh, no, that's the lowest stakes like gambling I ever do is buying Morrissey tickets. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, kind of like going to the change machine. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, I just like can't defend that guy anymore. Yeah. And I think I was giving him too much leeway. Um, like I kind of like I guess how some people what some people do for Woody Allen or Roman Polanski. Right, like, yeah. right. <laughs> Yeah. Was there a certain what what was the what was the red line or was it was it just a, a cumulative? Um it's partially cumulative, but the um kind of smoking gun was the why don't you say in public what we're all saying in private? That line about um after the London or was it Manchester attacks? Here, uh, give us a little more context. What is it you're talking about just for people um, who might not? He's talking know. about a terrorist attack in um in England. I think it was either London or Manchester. I think this was after the London. London. Right? Yeah, okay. from, from yeah. earlier this from earlier this year. Yeah, the one at the Area Grande concert. No, no, no. That was the Manchester. That's Manchester. Okay. But I think he, this he said this after the London one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right, well, oh, yes, yes. Listen, so and we'll like have, we'll have our fact checker. Get right, on. right. Yeah, people love to correct you on the internet. Yeah. So uh, Actually, I'm looking forward to. Right. <laughs> Especially if you're a woman, so yeah. I hear yeah. those little keyboards clicking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, Kevin and, Smith is writing a. Well, go on. Yeah. <laughs> um, he wrote. So what he does after like. Um, after anything like public any event or randomly is so he likes to issue a statement to the fan site true to you mm -hmm. <laughs> and the, i think the um i think the breakout line was why don't you have the guts i mean i'm paraphrasing this isn't yeah. the exact uh quote but like why aren't people like have the guts to say in public what we're all saying in private like assuming everyone's saying mm -hmm. the same thing about refugees and immigrants and yeah it was, I think that was just like my all right. I mean, you can make a strong argument. I should have been off board a long time ago. Yeah, but right. um, yeah. Yeah. As, as as a person who loves his music, is there anything more scary than the words "Morrissey releases statement"? Oh God! And whenever I see Morrissey in a headline, I'm just like, I kind of wish he would just stick to ripping on the royal family because I can get yeah. behind that. Yeah, sure. he's great at that. That's his oh, art yeah. form. Yeah. He's very good at insulting babies. He's good at insulting babies, good at insulting people that were born rich and are supported by taxpayer. He's, I really don't love it when he talks about when he supports Brexit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he's a, like, it's it's weird because you, you see him just sort of, like, going from, like, a young fop that hates royalty mm -hmm. to the young fop's racist uncle that also hates royalty. Yeah, I think I yeah. wrote about you that, know? and I wrote, like, a thing about him 
in the Village Voice where it's just like Morrissey is your dumb uncle, mm-hmm. and that was like <laughs> it's kind of and he's kind of confusing at the times. He's talked about how much he loves Bernie Sanders, but yet he also says really sketchy things about like immigration, and you're like. What? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think I mean I I've never blamed Bernie Sanders for this, and I love mm-hmm. I love Bernie Sanders. Yeah, mm-hmm. guys, I love Bernie Sanders. Right. But uh, but there are segments of Bernie Sanders fan base that are only interested in the the economic stuff and gotcha. don't want to hear about the like any identity politics. Right. You know, yeah. They sure. don't want to hear mm-hmm. anything about racial injustice. Mm-hmm. They don't want right. to talk about refugees. They're just like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I want. I want national socialism. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, the signs were there that he's problematic for years, kind of like with Woody Allen or, you know. Right. <laughs> when do you think it started a term with him? Um, that statement he made years ago about the Chinese wasn't great. Yeah, I believe because uh, he called Chinese almost subhuman. I remember he used the word almost. The word is, uh, the exact word he used was subspecies. Subspecies. Yeah. yeah. Because, uh, it was something to do with animal rights. Yeah, yeah because of mistreatment of dogs and because of, you know, just, although this sort of amorphous. Yeah. I think, well, I think it was one specific thing. But yeah. yeah. I don't remember what it was. And uh, I, remember, I remember that too. I remember thinking, oh, that's not good. Like, that's a bad choice. <laughs> well, there's a whole segment of like, you know, uh, white supremacist vegan. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, culture. Yeah. There you it know, is. Oh, baby. I was spend, not a word. Little, spend a little time in black metal and hardcore circles, and you yeah. will see a lots of people that have really good politics about like bunnies. Yeah, this is not That's something not I was people. aware of. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Brown uh, bunnies, yes. Brown people, no. Yeah, exactly. I was not aware there was a big crossover between the vegan community and the nationalist community. Um, now I've learned something today. Yeah, I, well, I think they'd probably yeah. Um, but um, there are rumors about Morrissey in the eighties because um. Like, he was really about outspoken about his hatred of reggae, so um, yeah. that was, you know, kind of seen as, like, a lightning rod. Mm-hmm. And the um, song, Hang the DJ. Right. Sure. Yeah. I know people that got off right then. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I remember, uh, historically, in England, most DJs were tended to be uh, people of color, and so... Mm-hmm. That was a dicey thing. Yeah. But Morris, he was always able to Especially say... Especially like when you have lynching imagery. Not great. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Not great. Yeah. But he, but Morris, he was always able to walk back like, no, I'm just attacking vapid pop music. I would yeah. never advocate for him being lynching. Like he's always been able to kind of walk things back and contradict himself in a way where you're... Like it was like a lot of people could rationalize... A lot of people being me could yeah. rationalize and then it came to the point where you just couldn't rationalize anymore. Yeah. Like with the, with the earlier comment, like I remember like seeing on Twitter... And I love Morrissey's and uh, dismiss too. I was like, well, he just loves animals so much. He can't stand to see them mistreated. And he got yeah. upset and said the wrong thing. And that's when, like, we maybe should have taken a closer look. And a lot of us didn't. Like, yeah. uh, tell me, like, when did you first start getting into, like, Morrissey and dismiss? And, like, what is it? Me, 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 I mean, you? as, like, a clinically depressed teenager. It's yeah. kind of, like, I think someone just, like, shows up at your door and hands you, like, <laughs> strange ways here we go. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, like, it's like when your doctor puts in a Paxil this your Paxil uh, mm-hmm. prescription. Someone's like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah. Guess we should throw this in the bag." <laughs> yeah, like here's your Zoloft and here's your single with "Ask Me" and yeah. "Hand and Glove." Yeah, yeah. I mean, he does like speak to like you know he is kind of like really speaks to the back in the day like spoke to the weird kids like mm-hmm. spoke to the queer kids spoke to the kids that like don't know they're queer yet but know they're different. Yeah. Um, Speaks to kids that are isolated. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes isolated kids take a really dark turn. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it's true. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm sad to think about how many people like start off just as like, misfits listening to the Smiths who feel different nicely from the world. And at some point that isolation turns into, uh, you know, joining Nazis or whatever. Yeah. Or just, you know, I mean, it's, and, and, and the thing is there's a, there's a, there, there's a, there's a, there is a gray area, mm-hmm. you know, but, but, but they, uh, you know, if, if you have this sort of like, if you're, if you're, if you're, your own like personal ideology is based on being a misanthrope mm-hmm. and also being special. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, yeah. it does allow for a lot of, um, and, and, you know, and, and I think in some ways it's also all of our faults as fans for having expectations that somebody that was writing music for, you know, quirky adolescents yeah. to have a sophisticated worldview yeah. or that we should give a shit one way or the other. But, right. But of course it does matter. And like if he, if he's like really insists on like being outspoken, then yeah, yeah you kind of have course. to give you a have shit. To. No, yeah. you do. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just like, yeah, I mean, there's something about him that's like this weird, bizarre arrested development. Like, especially if you read his memoir, which was like a 500 page roast of everyone he ever met. Yeah. But it's like, he's still like listing by name. Like he's like, what in his fifties? And he's still listing by name, like teachers that were mean to him. Mm-hmm. Like, you could, you, did you, could you, you could make it through his autobiography? Yeah. It was really God funny. Bless you. Like he just said some brutal stuff about some people. I <laughs> yeah. got like a hundred, 120 pages in. And then I was just like, this is so just dense. And yeah, yeah but it's just kind of, yeah, it. you definitely like, because he was talking more about TV shows he liked than yeah. more than a, <laughs> the Smiths. Mm-hmm. That, that was it. There it is. Yeah, it, it's. it's uh, I did not get through it myself, but it's clear that he's never forgotten an insult or a slight. Yeah, in his life. yeah. But it's just kind of like he just has not, as a human being, he has not progressed past like being a weirdo teen. Yeah. Which I think is something probably there's a class of like music writer that romanticizes, mm-hmm. but like it just doesn't translate well into the real world. Yeah, it's like when you get like when you're younger. Uh, maybe there might be some people who are teenagers who were like born very handsome and like very socially fluid and could mm-hmm. like get along with everyone and had a very supportive home life and were great. Everyone else, I think, was kind of in some way or another depressed and awkward mm-hmm. and sexually frustrated, sexually confused and like angst filled. And that's why we had Morrissey. But the thing is, like, at some point you need to grow up and think, realize, oh, nearly everyone felt that way at some point in their yeah. lives. Yeah. And I'm. Well, everyone is a special. I do believe that, but I'm not special that I had angst. And but you're not th- special in the sense that you feel entitled to something. Yeah, like you, you feel the world owes you something. Yeah, just because like you know you didn't get laid in high school or your parents were mean to you doesn't mean the world owes you something. Right. And it seems like Morrissey never reached that point. Yeah. And some of his more entitled fans may have reached that point. That's why they kind of eventually. I don't know. I wonder how many like. I feel like maybe Gamergate people are too old to li- or too young to listen to Morrissey. It's probably mm-hmm. not their generation, but like you can see the parallels. I mean, it's kind of interesting, like who he, because like the Latino community in like mm-hmm. LA, you know, and like he's got a huge following in Mexico, and it's, it's because true. like like a lot of that crooner stuff, apparent like that kind of crooner style, like it was kind of a callback to like times when like people would like dedicate songs on the radio to yeah. each other. And there's that kind of that romantic sadness that, uh, that really connects with like, uh, there was, I remember in the spin, the big spin magazine article, um, mm-hmm. one person was like posing with his low rider of Morrissey airbrushed yeah. on the hood. And he said like, no one understands the pain of the Latino community like Morrissey, mm-hmm. which is like wild quote. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, 
I could be wrong about this, but yeah. Morrissey never like it sort of accidentally happened. Mm-hmm. And then when he realized that market was there, he made more an attempt to like tour there. But it's not like he never made a special outreach to them until it was already happening. Is that correct? I don't know. I don't I don't really know like how, you know, that following came about and like but I know he really embraced it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, um, he he saw the market share. Oh, so one other funny thing, because like, if you've seen to a Morrissey show, there's something called like the pre-show clip reel, mm-hmm. where like yeah. you just see it's basically all the like all the weird shit I love to watch on TV, yeah. like Morrissey. <laughs> and at one point, there's like James Baldwin. Yeah, and um, I remember like Morrissey started selling a shirt that had James Baldwin on it and said like I'm. I wear black on the outside because that's how I feel on the inside. Yeah. And my friend Danielle, Hen- the great writer Danielle Henderson, texted me. He said, "Come get your boy." <laughs> like she texted me that shirt. And said, <laughs> I need to come collect my boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That Morrissey is definitely of the like, "Come get your boy." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and there's there's an element of obliviousness to it. Yeah. So which I think allow allows a lot of his fans to sort of. Mm. Be like, oh, it's just it's just Morrissey being Morrissey. Like, yeah, yeah. I know. I don't you, you know. I like. I don't feel like. I mean, I'm I'm glad you know, financially support him, and mm-hmm. I and I do think he's a racist twerp. Yeah, yeah. But I'm also sympathetic to a lot of his fans in a way that I'm not necessarily to other more overt people. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. because, because you know it helped them through difficult times. But, yeah. and, he, and he really just doesn't know what the fuck he's talking yeah, about. Yeah. Right. So I think sometimes that's easier to be like, sort of like, oh, he's just, he's just a it's like character, the you know? Yeah. yeah. And in the same way, it's sort of like when, uh, you know, when Kate Bush and, and what she did wasn't nearly as egregious as any of the various Morrissey yeah. stuff. But, you know, she, she said some nice things about Theresa May. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, people were upset, but it's also like, you know, she she's like she lives in a in a castle yeah like she's obviously a fucking tory yeah right that's you know like mm-hmm. if, if if you thought otherwise you know it's kind of on you yeah i think we know? have this thing of, of expectations of people that yeah. yeah like and the question though like and there's no real way we can answer this but it doesn't matter like if someone's a shit but you love their music is it fine to just keep listening to the music and not care what they're really like um mm. it's kind of, yeah i mean because uh I mean, I kind of, I'm of the opinion that people vote with their dollars. Yeah. Like, you know, like, right. you can talk about things, but if you're financially supporting it, then. You're supporting it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's a case, by, I think, I think it's okay to have a case by case thing. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and not so much a case by case thing that you're just a hypocrite. Or and, that and you're and just cherry picking like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I do think that like, you know, you can still support. I mean, you can still support, you know, sometimes people, like someone's like, like, like Kate Bush, if she votes Tory or it doesn't even necessarily, she says something like ambiguous, mm-hmm. like that's not, that's not the same as the get same. the immigrants out of my country. Exactly. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and I, and I wouldn't necessarily want people like, I don't, I don't want to get to the point where we're like boycotting people because they're a Republican, right? Yeah. you know, even though the Republican policies ends up, you know, hurting yeah. Millions of people. Yeah, and you can make the argument, which a lot of people do, that this is as bad as this is as bad as this is mm-hmm. as bad as this. But I just don't. I'm not I'm not willing to go there. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like interesting because I do think it's sort of on a case by case basis. And I think I always say you aren't wrong if you just want to keep listening to someone's music and don't care about that. You have that right. 
But you also aren't wrong if you're like, I don't care if John Lennon is a songwriting legend. Fuck that guy. He hit women. Like, you aren't required to listen to the Beatles. Right. You can do whatever you want. If you yeah, don't want to totally. listen to Miles Davis or Led Zeppelin because they were terrible people, great. If you do want to listen to that and not care, you also have that right. No one can tell you otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the thing that, that that drives me up the wall is that there's this is the sort of either or where because there's 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 artists that I don't want boycotted. There's very few artists that mm-hmm. I want boycotted mm-hmm. right. or to have their career ended or things like that. It's when. I mean, this is more about contemporary artists when people just won't discuss it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, it's sort of like, you know, like no one talks about how racist Lou Reed was or. Right. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. It's, and it's just like, and if you do. Because like once you're dead, you're kind of a saint. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Or, yeah. And if you do, then, then you, then you, then you must hate Lou Reed. Yeah. yeah. You know, and you're like, no. Well, yeah. I, I mean, like it's, it's kind of crazy. Like but he did this. It's kind of like, crazy yeah. to me. Like how the, like this major like image rehabilitation, like Eric Clapton and Elvis Costello. Jesus, Eric Clapton. Yeah. Well, Elvis I Costello, mean, I feel like was contrite. Yeah. Like very, very, like very, very, very. Because he, he did one. He only did the one thing, right? Yeah. yeah. It's, and, it's my job here as, as co-host to say, like, can we get a little context? If you might not know what you're right. talking about. <laughs> um, what well, he was touring with in America. Mm-hmm. And he got into an argument with the band that was the opening band. Okay. Yeah. Is that right? I'm vaguely, I, okay, just, well, I just know he said some sketchy stuff. Yeah. Ab- Probably, about, yeah. about Ray Charles. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm not going to give the direct quote because. Right. It's not, but it, well, he, he, he said, uh, he called uh, Ray Charles a blind, ignorant N word. Mm-hmm. And which is about as shitty a thing as you can possibly yeah. say. Yeah. yeah. And he was it, like, people talk about call out culture now, but he was immediately fucking called out. Yeah. Right. And yeah. it was written about in Rolling Stone mm-hmm. and he spent the next 20 years yeah. saying again and again and again, I was absolutely wrong. Mm-hmm. I was super drunk. Yeah. I was pissed off. I was having a terror, you know, and, and none of this stuff def- yeah. ex- explains yeah. it. But he at least owned it. But he I owned feel, it and, and said it was his fault. And or I feel like was, Eric Clapton was never made to own his. Yeah. And he said no, some like harsh, like he said some. He supported Enoch Powell in the 70s. Yeah. That's the thing. That's what he said. And, okay. and, and he, he But was, he said on stage some really just horrible derogative. Right. Uh, yeah. What was this? Yeah. Again. In the 70s. In the 70s. Like it was just, I forget the exact context. But if you look up like Eric Clapton, Google Eric Clapton, you know, racist. Like he's mm-hmm. just said some really raw shit yeah. yeah yeah and he wasn't like just being a contrarian yeah yeah he was being eric clapton yeah he's mm-hmm. being who he is it's kind of like kind of crazy since like eric clapton is like the soundtrack for guys who have like fuck you money and uh yeah. <laughs> and uh cargo shorts and <laughs> yeah. no but it's funny because so uh we can all agree that morrissey maybe as a person not so great mm-hmm. do you still listen to at least his older stuff will you at least I, listen to that yeah, i think i'm a big Smiths fan. I think maybe because like Johnny Marr is like kind of lefty and reasonable. That's mm-hmm. like, maybe that's my, <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah, that's not. I mean, just not like you're, you're not like sending him a dollar every time you put on Smith's song. You know, yeah. I, right. Yeah. I already own this you're, stuff. You're, you're it's already, already, like, yeah, already yeah. on. Yeah. You know, you've already, you've already contributed to his evil. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I know. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. and like, and believe me, like, uh, I, I know the feeling. I love the Smiths too. And I, I'm not going to say I won't listen to Morrissey's new album, but I'll definitely like, because maybe I'll be writing, but maybe I won't. Who knows? But like, I definitely will like, it'd be tough for me to get that out of my head. Yeah. 
And like when some I, of the new song titles, I can't remember them off the top of my head, but they're pretty sketchy. Oh, so like, yeah. yeah, he's really leaning in. Oh um, boy, I I can't say that I would, would be either either even if he was the, were you, the, the paragon. Of, were you ever of, a fan? Liberal, I love the Smiths, and but I mean, yeah, I mean, I think Morrissey's written one good song since 1988. Okay, and right. you know, the first of the gang to die. Yeah. song that's yeah. a good song. Yeah, I think everything else has been trash but, you know so this is this is this is this ain't a tough one for me yeah but. and like when i was a teenager a uh, weird anxious kid like i love the smiths mm-hmm. and i also love the smashing pumpkins mm-hmm. and uh man is it tough to at some point i could just no longer defend billy corgan as a person and then last year he uh and like the guys have written great songs uh I will give everything they did in their first run like a lot of thumbs up, and then he broke up the band, did a solo career, which is kind of eh. And then like he toured the band with like new people, and some of the songs are pretty okay, but I can't really like go, go for them, mm-hmm. or like I can't like give a full throat endorsement. I'd be like, oh, that's sure. not so bad. Uh, and that's kind of the aging uh, fan thing, like, oh, you know, some of it's some of it's still pretty. But you're good. talking about a guy getting like corny, right? He no, has, no. He, he hasn't has he done anything? No, uh, like, last sketchy? year he was on Alex Jones's internet show. Oh. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you can almost right. just stop right there. Okay. You're like, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, great and stuff. To be fair, he didn't say anything like get immigrants out of the country. He didn't say that, but he was complaining about, oh, you know, PC culture. Everyone's so PC. Mm-hmm. Like they could end your career in a day. Like they could come after me at any point. And it was just kind of like, think, yeah, think, this isn't it's good. kind of like, what are you upset you can't say, Billy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I think PC culture has a. Has, has bigger fish to fry than yeah. fucking Billy Corgan's late yeah. career. Yeah, yeah. Because like now, I'm sure someone in there will call me out if I'm wrong. But like, I can't think of anything racially dodgy he's ever said. I mean, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. But it's just kind of like it just sounded like two men just being angry that their worldviews aren't relevant anymore. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just like I feel like complaining about PC culture is just like, listen, I refuse to evolve, but you mm-hmm. all still need to cater to me. Yeah, like. And it's also, yeah, and it's this, it's very much a, you know, sort of like, you know, complaining about this, this, this terrible thing that happened. It's like, it happened to a friend of my friend, mm-hmm. you know, my friend's brother's uncle right. got destroyed by PC culture, mm-hmm. you know, and they'd like, and, but then th- there's so few examples. Like, of, no, a lot of, of those people that actually, got quote unquote destroyed by PC culture back, bounced back. Like yeah, strong, they're fine. Like Bill Maher, like no. Bill Maher's thriving. South Park yeah. is thriving. Yeah. You yeah. know, Jerry Seinfeld is doing a okay. You yeah. know, these are all people that are like, they're they're great. They're doing great. Yeah. I mean, they're not great, but they're doing great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's uh, it's interesting because it's been a kind of interesting year in music coverage, because if people have like, and I think it's like good, but it, there's been a couple of instances this year where people like accusations came to light about people and it kind mm-hmm. of ended their career overnight. Uh, it's funny. I had a moment in April when I was walking around listening to the album by this band, Power Bottom, thinking like, man, this is a great album. This band's going to kill it. Like people are going to love this band. Who, if people don't know what the band is, there's a band. I mean, I think the band still exists of two uh, gender, binary, like non-binary uh, punk types. And then two days later, news came out that one of the members was like uh, committed a, sexual as, assault. Yeah, allegedly, allegedly lawyers. And it's like, I think that within the day or two, like their label dropped them. Oh, it all happened. It really happened in the court. I mean, there there had been there had been rumors circulating mm-hmm. for a bit. Um, 
you know, I, I, I'll say I, I had gotten DMs about other allegations previously, but they were very much of the, you know, he posed, they posed next to a, a, a swastika. Yeah, there's a picture of when they went to like, Bard, and I was like, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care that they pose next to it. As a, as a Jew, let me just go out there and say, if you pose next to a swastika when you're at Bard College, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Like, go with God, <laughs> all of you, you know? It's uh, like, are we going to like, yeah. like, like fetch out all the musicians from the 70s who like <laughs> performed and, you I mean, know? I love you, Susie it's, Sue, it's, but it's, some of your, uh, some of your Google searches are not very flattering. Right. No, no totally. Oh, yeah. But, oh, yeah. but I mean, like, if, if you're, if you're, tw- anyway, I'm not, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to defend ever, all of them, but I don't care, yeah. you know? And, uh, and then, you know, obviously much more serious things came to light mm-hmm. and their response was not great. Mm-hmm. Significantly less than great. Sig- significantly less than great. <laughs> and then they just disappeared. And yeah. everything, you know, which, which leads to other sort of ethical things about, you know, do you, when something isn't proven in a court of law, because I mean, I'm a very much a believe the accusers. Yeah. Person yeah. Too. yeah. But when the accusers are anonymous, mm-hmm. as they have every right to be, mm-hmm. I'm all for dropping them from being la- the label. Yeah. Everybody boycotting. Cool, 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 cool. It gets into a weirder territory when, like, the songs are taken off Spotify. You know, when th- when it gets into this thing of just being like, you're taken off exist- iTunes, yeah. and it's just like that. What just happened? And mm-hmm. is that going to yeah. happen to everybody that this is, or is this going? You know, and mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because like that happened, and then I'm again I'm very glad their career got deaded because fuck those people. Uh, <laughs> but like a few weeks ago, I mean it's been an ongoing thing, and like I'm a guy I follow rap music, but I wouldn't say I'm a rap guy just because like that's this whole other subculture, and you have to kind of do it twenty four seven. Be on I'm top sure of all things. our listeners were mistaking you for a rap guy no, no, but up like until I, this point. No, I mean I, I, <laughs> I do keep current, and there is this rapper XXX uh, Nation who can't is, really like that one. <laughs> Uh, who's also was being like promoted as like the next big thing. And he is uh, admitted in a court of law that he beat his pregnant girlfriend Mm -hmm. and his career is dying. But it's interesting because there's a big group of his crazy fans who will defend him no matter what. Mm -hmm. And my friends who write about rap music are like, yeah, crazy fans of his will like get in your munchens if you like criticize them whatsoever. Yeah. And uh, so there's definitely some people who... Like we'll back you no matter what. Yeah, just, yeah. It's weird because I think in 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 the the circles that we generally operate in, you know, it's the allegations usually. I'm I'm trying to think of a uh, someone who is as popular as he is. Mm-hmm. Like Power Bottom was very much a niche group, and they're yeah. very popular, but not yeah that popular. Yeah, and they had know? the potential to break out maybe because sure, but they hadn't yet. Yeah, you know, and. I'm curious, you know, because it, it's tough because you just see everybody being like, oh, I know some things about some people, yeah. and, mm-hmm. but I don't want to be the one to say it yeah. or because it's not, you know, of yeah. course they frame it like it's not my story to tell. Yeah. You yeah. Know, like, no, you don't want to, you don't want to lose your fucking PR money. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, and it's interesting. It's like, I'm definitely very, I am definitely pro call out culture because like there's definitely a lot of fuckery in the world. Yeah. And it's yeah. interesting. Like I wondered if even seven, ten years ago, if Powerbomb could have gotten away with it and how much of it was just like Twitter 
the way things are these oh, days. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, Red Hot Chili Peppers assaulted someone on camera. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. Powerbot would have been fine. I mean, yeah. they, wouldn't have been, they wouldn't have existed as that, as that sort of, their, their right. gender politics. Yeah. But they would, if they had been two straight guys doing that shit 10, 15 years yeah, ago, yeah. they'd be fine. Well, yeah. kind of like this weird kind of byproduct of when it's, that kind of unnerves me is when um, someone who self-identifies a male or a non-binary person who built their like brand on being a feminist or being progressive gets called out mm-hmm. or gets like shown their true colors and they're really sketchy. You know, yeah. they're really just their behaviors like contrary to what they're projecting. And there's this weird glee that people have when like a some when someone like that like falls from grace. Yeah, yeah. when you see certain yeah. people that maybe hate PC culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like jumping in on these things you're like yeah what what exactly is your concern i mean yeah one of the things that i have right now is you know i've been complaining loudly about mm-hmm. Merker, the black metal musician okay a little um, context here yep she uh <laughs> well and here's the here's the complicated thing she got a lot of grief for and death threats and for a couple of years by like purest black metal fans because mm-hmm. she has some pop music background mm-hmm. and it was just terrible gendered misogynistic yeah. shit and you know i would i didn't you know I was, so i was i was for her you know and mm-hmm. i mean the music does is 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 what it is it's fine mm-hmm. you know um and then i saw an interview where you know she talked about the 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 muslim invasion of europe and, 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 the, and the interviewer really tried to get her off topic. And yeah. she's like, no, 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 this is, this is what I want to talk about, you know? And, and it, for, it started no, off. No, I really want to dig this grave. Yeah, yeah, Well, she started it in that sort of like, all religions are bad because I'm a black metal person. Right. And you know, we're like, oh, okay. Sure, whatever. Sure, whatever. But, some, but she was really But some focused. religions are more bad than yeah, others. Exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, she's like a lot of black metal musicians. She's got all the rune imagery. She's got all the, you know, Odin shit. Right. Which can be fine. I mean, I love yeah. a lot of that stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. But when you put it all together, you know. So, but, so I've been saying, you know, uh, this is, you know, again, I don't, I don't need her career ruined. I don't need her boycotted, but you have to fucking ask her about this. Yeah. And no music writers are asking about this. Hmm. None. Hmm. And it's, and, 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 it, and it's, it's, re, it's, it's egregious. And so, but I do see some people getting mad at her, mm-hmm. but I can tell they're kind of the guys that were mad at her for being a woman. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, and then I'm like, you guys just just chill out you know yeah, yeah. yeah that's like you don't actually it gets in this weird thing well, yeah where it's like well, like when that guy jamie kilstein like was revealed to be a you know this out this guy who based this comedian for those that don't know that basically built his brand on being a male feminist was revealed to be a creep like oh was he the musician jamie oh Could i you, think so yeah i mean i know zach's a huge fan oh wait <laughs> sorry i just that I just was yeah. an example of that because I just took a little too much glee in that accusation because yeah. I fucking uh, hate the dude. For a little, for a little bit of context, uh, <laughs> we're all human beings I mean, here. I, I don't know the guy. I had no opinion of him beforehand, but like, oh, okay. but it's just <laughs> so, kind of like, I mean, maybe like, yeah, it's oh, like when sorry. someone who's like, like there's just something that a little too much glee and I like this underlying of like, yeah. see, you can't really respect women. You're all just faking. Like you're. Yeah. 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 Right. Uh, when did, when, when, when did that happen? A little context here. Uh, <laughs> 
Jamie, first I'll do a little context I'm making. Jimmy Kilstein is a comedian who... Yeah. quote uh, unquote comedian. I used to like actually review comedy albums for a little bit. And I remember listening to his album. And there's a specific type of comedy I really hate. Where instead of like someone goes up there and says a joke, they say like, I am for gay marriage that they're having class. It's like, yeah. cool, but aren't you going to tell a joke? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I yeah. agree with your liberal beliefs 100%, but like you were supposed to tell jokes. You're yeah. just saying yeah. things I agree with. And like he was definitely a big version of that. And I knew Zach didn't like him. So whenever I had the opportunity to be like, hey, Zach, Oof. have you heard the new Jamie Kilstein album? I sent it to him. And That's go, true. Uh, Michael will write me all the time and say, hey, there's a new Jamie Kilstein yeah. album. Yeah. Because yeah. I, mean, yeah. I love Zach. It's how I call my <laughs> show. I mean, I'm, all, I'm all for like when someone you, someone you can't stand gets taken down. Like, and you knew all the... All right. of but I do not mean to make light of yeah, these yeah. accusations. But like, yeah, that's true. Like, but like, it's just like in general, there are dudes that like really get real happy when like someone's is, is exposed as like, mm-hmm. like it's they take a real delight in it, and it's really weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's it's and, and and again, you sort of have to like you know politics making strange bedfellows. You kind yeah. of have to allow them in, you know, mm-hmm. because then if you're sort of if you're devoting all this emotional energy to like being mm-hmm. like, all right, you guys are mad wrong mm-hmm. you know but you still kind of need to get rid of the sexual predators and the, yeah. the racists and the, yeah. you know and it, it's it gets well it's, i mean know, i it's, it's, a, it's a messy your, business to your point i mean i definitely i think took a little delight in joss whedon getting called out <laughs> you see like i will say i'm a big fan of his work yeah sure uh, like i love buffy but i yeah. just knew that guy was full of shit yeah. for listen i mean <laughs> Cabin in the Woods, great movie. I that guy's full of shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love I love a lot of his stuff too. But n- nobody, nobody who films Eliza Dushkin's ass like that mm-hmm. is a feminist. Yeah, that's just that is just straight up like the, objectification. Yeah, yeah, if it was like the whole whatever, what was that called? Toy House, Dollhouse, Boy, Dollhouse. Dollhouse. Yeah, I mean that show was creepy as shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I actually will say it's a good show if you actually watch it all the way through. It took him a little while to figure out what he was saying. <laughs> but like, artistically, <laughs> yes. Michael Tedder, dollhouse apologist. No, no, I, I do think it's, it's a good show. Get uh, to Twitter, everybody. Get, get Take him. him down. Get him. No, but it takes about half a season in the first episode. I remember he once later said in a review, like, I didn't realize I was writing about human trafficking until like halfway through. I'm like, well, you know. <laughs> but, uh, and it's funny. I love the Price is Right losing music. <laughs> And it's funny because uh, I think I, I don't want to speak for Zach, but I think I might be on your wavelength like this. I've always considered, well, not always, but like since a reasonable time period, I consider myself a feminist. Mm-hmm. Uh, with everything I try to do as an editor or showbooker, I try to like give everyone a slot. Uh, and I learned a long time ago that if you're like a feminist, cool, just do the stuff and, and don't, don't be on Twitter being like, you know, we have to support women because like everyone knows, I think especially women know, like the louder you are about it, the more you, everyone's waiting for that other shoe to drop. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like, just prove it with your actions. Just yeah. like live, just be about that life. <laughs> yeah. I think I've seen the Twitter joke like, man, one of these days we're going to find so many dead bodies in Matt McGorry's basement. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, I think it's just the idea of any when your politics are performative. I mean, it's obvious when you're performative. Yeah. 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 I mean, granted, I'm a big Alan Alda fan and he was like... <laughs> What, I mean, what, he was a big. What did, what did Alan Alda do? What's, oh, he's a big uh, feminist in the seventies. Oh right, and he was okay, but he, but he was like pretty much raked over the coals for it. He wasn't celebrated like say a Matt McGorry is now. Yeah, like, right, right. Yeah, but he did. There's no like dark. Not that I know of. Okay. No, I mean, I would. It would no. I would Not destroy me if there was like there was a dark skeleton in Alan Alda's closet. <laughs> sure. <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
Would you say Alan, because I think it's cool to be like at a six or seven, like if someone asks you, you say it, but was Alan Alda back there like every opportunity bringing Alan it up? Alan Alda was on the cover of Ms. Magazine. Yeah, he was as, very, like, he the was pretty, honorary yeah. woman of the year. Because he was, he was huge, like supporter of the ERA. Mm-hmm. And like, I think even Carol Burnett was talking about in some documentary about how she joined the cause because Alan Alda, Alan Alda convinced her to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think, I think you once said on Twitter, Alan Alda was the original woke bay. Yeah. He was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was very, he was the sensitive man. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, no, he's, he was good. I mean, some of those Alan Alda directed episodes of MASH are a little iffy, but yeah, yeah that's okay. Yeah. yeah. He was uh, and I'm, I've always been like a casual Pearl Jam fan. They have some good songs. They're good live. I don't go to the bat for them, but I don't have a problem with them. But like Eddie Vedder, there was always time I wondered if like the other shoe might drop on him because I remember like watching MTV. He wrote like pro choice on his arm, yeah. And there's interviews of him talking to teenage girls about reproductive rights. But like, if didn't the shoes he, didn't he date Fiona Apple when she was 19? I feel like they dated. <laughs> Did he? <really>? Silence. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I don't know. I feel like he was married, like even Maybe. when he was famous. Okay. Right. Maybe I'm wrong. I I, I Eddie Vedder. I apologize if I'm wrong. Please, yeah. uh, yeah. please don't suck your lawyers on me. Well, Eddie Vedder. I've always gotten. I've never gotten like. The, the 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 fake feminist vibe from him he just always sort of struck me as like the bohunk like roommate like just the kind of guy that was just a, a good dummy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know uh just like which uh, you know, is clearly coming from like the horrific insecurity i got from every bohunk roommate i've ever got yeah. so any better if you're out there I'm sure you're not a dummy. This is on me. I'm fucking sorry. Yeah. Um, I would advise that y'all. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give a plug for my friend Mark Yarm's uh, mm-hmm. uh, oral history of grunge book. Um, everybody loves our town. Yeah. Because there's some great stories about Eddie Vedder in here. There about as soon as they were kind of like Pearl Jam was like getting this like, critical acclaim. Eddie Vedder just tried to like fashion himself as like this the, the next Ian Mackay. Mm-hmm. And like there were some good anecdotes about like you know like being on tour. <laughs> And like, stuff. and like someone would come in and ask him how the pancakes were and he'd kind of launch into this tirade or just this kind of like really like telegenic composed answer about something else. And you're like, I'm just asking about the pancakes, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> like he was always kind of on, like that right. was his new persona and it was always kind of in character. Yeah. But you know, you're at a certain age and fame is weird and hopefully yeah. he mellowed out. Yeah. And it's Terrible band though. Terrible band. Okay. Kind of, it must be kind of weird when you're that young and fame, and then you realize people care about your opinions. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because, like, uh, going back to the Joss Whedon thing, I've also learned from following Twitter, like, you can like someone's art. If if a part of you, a small part of me came into my mind, like, you know, but the thing about Joss Whedon is like, nope, don't tweet that, Michael. Like, here's one <laughs> arm, putting your other arm away from Twitter. Just it's like, it's like when my cat puts his, yeah. his hand in my paw. Like, yeah. <laughs> like uh, you well, love the guy's art, but just stay out of it. The yeah. thing that like t- tweaks me so much, I will. I just want to get this off my chest about Joss Whedon, is like that freaking edited quote that's been going around forever that what paints him as the hero, where it's like an interview, su- interviewer supposedly asks him, like, why do you keep writing strong female characters? And he goes, because you keep asking me that question. Like, that never happened. That is so doctored. Mm-hmm. But like, he like... He never really seemed to step in and stop that one. Right, like, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like the actual quote is a little much longer and more nuanced. And like, right. But isn't, isn't the larger truth you know, <laughs> more important? Oh, yeah, than, yeah. Than the facts on the ground. Josh Hero. That, that Josh is a hero. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we might start wrapping up in a bit, but we can't talk about, like, loving or having our problematic musical phase with Maggie here and not bring up her, her uh, 
other big fave, Mr. Glenn Danzig. Oh, yeah. I like some garbage people, don't yeah. I? <laughs> <laughs> I am. I was going to say, is there, yeah, do, you, do you like anyone that isn't? Problematic. Yeah, it's like like you're gonna go to bat for like Erwin. I'm gonna go to bat for like Erwin Rommel now. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Someone, someone should. Yeah. (laughs) Talk a little bit about your uh, relationship with uh, Mr. Danzig, and I'll say like last year, Maggie and I went to Riot Fest together, and and we saw the Misfits. I saw the Misfits, and you know what? They were great. His stage banter at one point is like, "Man, look at these giant fucking pumpkins we have." It was like, and this is the Danzig banter I want to see. Yeah. But he's also had some less savory banter over his life. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I've interviewed him a couple times. He's not a pleasant guy. I've mm. been cursed out by him. Oh, <laughs> do right. tell. Oh, it's in the village voice. He just like got really angry because I called him out on a homophobic quote of his. Mm-hmm. And he got pissed off. <laughs> and he thought I was like out to get him because I'm from the village voice where it's like, See. meanwhile, that paper had changed hands so many times. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that. It w- <laughs> Yeah, like, th- there is some random weird quote of his that he said like he was up for the role of Wolverine. That's what I asked him about. Yeah. That's what I asked him about. Yeah, he was not stoked. And I'm kind of surprised he hasn't been asked about this more often. I guess that's why, because he just uh, throws a tantrum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like for, the, for, for those uh, giving context, he says he was up for the role of Wolverine in the Brian Fuller, not Brian Fuller, Brian Singer X movie, the first one, which what? Danzig's never acted in his life. Yeah. And he said, like, I would have been less gay than Hugh Jackman, who is a reference fact that Hugh Jackman has a like, Broadway career and has done, like, musicals. Right. Or I would have mm-hmm. played the role less gay, I think. Yeah. Is, yeah. Which... And I asked him to clarify what that meant. Like, how is that? Yeah. yeah. Um, and he, like, turned it around on me. <laughs> uh, well, we should also, just as an aside, and I don't want to go down this road, but uh, just to not be hypocrites, we should also mention Brian Singer, fucking problematic. Yeah, problematic oh, yes. as hell. Fucking problematic, <laughs> oh, yes. dude. Okay. So, yeah. Just because like yeah. I know that I know conservatives get upset. No one calls out Brian Singer. Or just Hollywood. Like people. not calling yeah. out Hollywood. Yeah. Brian Singer, scumbag. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Uh, for the again, given context, Brian Singer has been accused, but multiple times, not found guilty in court of law, but definitely accused enough that we know it's up of a his sketch his sketchy ass pool parties. Yeah. yeah. Inappropriate con- uh, relations with uh, young men. With young men. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, but like I say, Danzig has said... Allegedly. Sub- yeah, allegedly. Allegedly. allegedly, lawyers. The alleged Dan- open secret that Brian Singer... <laughs> yeah, Brian Singer sketchy pool party. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but so when uh, when Danzig curses you out, or mm-hmm. when Danzig does other shitty things, it just make you be like, man, I can never listen to Walk Among Us again. I kind of feel like I accepted who he was a long time ago, and there's a kind of detachment in my fandoms. I do enjoy his music, mm-hmm. but I know he's an idiot. Like, yeah, no, this guy's a moron. Mm-hmm. I've seen like every iteration of Danzig live. I've seen Sam Hain. I've seen um. I've seen the Misfits. I've seen Danzig. Yeah, it's a fun time. Yeah, he's a like he's a douchebag. Yeah, I think he might be my weak spot too because yeah. as much as I as much time as I spend on my high horse, you mm-hmm. know, I definitely I've heard little things about that he said and no, I, definitely I, and I and I don't do a lot of research past it because I want to listen to Lucifuge. Yeah. yeah. I want to just listen to the second Danzig album over and over and over again. Oh, no, I've heard him, think about it. I've heard him call someone a faggot as they were getting carted out oh, of the right, show. Now I know. So much for <laughs> listening to Lucifuge. Thanks, Maggie. Yeah. Right. No, I mean, I guess I, yeah, I kind of... It. Yeah, it's... I mean, I can't really justify. I mean, I haven't spent money on Danzig in a long mm-hmm. time because that's... I guess that's how I get around it, but... Yeah. Like... Yeah. I, my problem is also that when I listen to a lot of albums, I play them at the bar that I work. Mm-hmm. So it gets into this weird thing of like, I actually have to do that extra level 
because mm-hmm. I can still listen to everything in the private, you know, who gives yeah, a shit? Yeah. What do you listen to? Like, do you go listen to birds in the privacy of your own home. I don't care. <laughs> but, but then if I'm at a, like playing it at a, at a bar is sort of like co-signing something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. basically every time I hear something shitty about anybody, I just have to like take it off the iPod. Yeah, for public consumption. But he's just kind of comically stupid. Like, right. the, like some of the the banter on stage is just mm-hmm. like, like when he was talking about when the Misfits played the song "Who Killed Marilyn." He's like, "The song's about who fucking killed Marilyn." <laughs> <laughs> Thank like, you for clarifying, Glenn. <laughs> and just like, oh, I guess uh, I think the mob's gonna probably kill me for that one. Like, and they're talking about like ripping like because <laughs> he exposed the truth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <I> did. <laughs> yeah. It's just like he's such like a. Like a Reddit commenter. <laughs> God. Can you imagine if the mob killed Danzig? Oh, my God. That would be the best. He's like the luckiest son of a bitch ever. Like, he should be back in Jersey wearing, like, Zubas. Wearing Ex- exactly <laughs> what he's wearing, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, exactly. that should have been, like, the path for Danzig. It, like, he should be, like, a plumber in North and, Jersey. Uh, he'd, and, he'd be good at that. He'd be really good, yeah. yeah. And uh, another one, as long as we're listing problematic faves, like, since a teenager, I was a huge fan of Slayer, and oh boy, has that band gone problematic? Oh, I don't know. I'm. Oh, do you want to go? Well, no, no, no. You can. You can... Uh, like, it's I... only one member. Well, Tom Morea, the lead singer, was definitely like defending Trump right, and Trump okay, voters, sure. which mm-hmm. interesting choice for a Mexican American. I yeah. think I believe he's Mexican American. I'd have to double check that. Yeah, but definitely not a white guy. So unexpected in that count right and then like there's a huge blowback to that but so you know and then his fans got really upset like it's just about the music with the eyes everything have to be so pc and you know if you just want to listen to music and ignore some dude's sketchy comments like it's not for me to say you can't yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I think of this a slayer like i, I think that with i think that's the one argument you're never going to win like until they actually you know, kill someone. I don't think you're gonna be able to convince Slayer fans. Yeah, to, like stop who are, listening to like who you got to bring out Slayer yeah, because. Like, yeah. did you have, I mean, I guess the question is, did, did you have really big expectations exactly. of what they were about beforehand? So, like, yeah. Um, um, I guess I think Gabe Delahaye. I once kind of explained it well. It's like when people are like, "Well, can I still watch Woody Allen movies?" So it's like, "Well, I think you can, but I think you have to have this. You have to watch it with kind of like an asterisk next yeah. to it, if yeah, that makes right. sense." And the thing is, is like, I mean, and knowing what you know, it's like. I tried to watch Manhattan mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it was oh, yeah, already creepy one. as hell. Right. Yeah. And then it just, it just, it's, it, it, it wasn't fun. And it wasn't, I wasn't making some sort of political decision. Yeah. I mm-hmm. was like, Oh yeah. Okay. Let's, yeah. let's watch something else. Yeah. You know, it's just, but I watched like Broadway Danny Rose and yeah. that's a bunch of old men hanging out with other old men. And yeah. that, that was fine. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and like, I think last I didn't year, send them a dollar last year. I was just in the mood and I watched, uh, Wait, where was it going? Oh, I watched uh, Roman Polanski, who is definitely like one of the most. It's beyond problematic. That dude is a fuckhead, deserves to go like go to jail for his life, and then like burn. But I watched Chinatown, which is like probably like, the fourth or fifth best movie ever. Yeah. And then it was like, but like I said, I had the asterisk. This guy was a terrible person. The fact that he made great art doesn't mean he's less terrible. It just means like he's terrible and he made great. Like these two things can coexist. Yeah, I Polanski. Think, I have weird like I'm, I. I hmm. Yeah, I. <laughs> I'm gonna edit this out later, but I mean, Polanski, the the sheer, I, I I'm not arguing that he's a good guy at in all. any way at all at all. Having said that, as opposed to Woody Allen and a lot of other people we've talked about, the amount, the sheer amount of trauma mm-hmm. that that guy went 
through before his he before he committed sexual assault and i'm mm-hmm. not going to call it anything you know yeah. before before he right. he raped that poor girl yes i think I, he's got three accusers total oh okay yeah, yeah. i mean three teenagers yeah it it, it 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 it's it gets in those things where this is in the, again i'm not defending roman polanski but in the same way that i want people that are you know any random person on the street that's in being sentenced mm-hmm. to prison you know and i think people, yeah. people have to face it. I want their past to be a mitigating circumstance. Right. You know, okay, I, 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 I don't believe in a punitive system. I don't, I believe in re- rehabilitation. I don't believe mm-hmm. in a carceral, you know, I don't, mm-hmm. not, I'm not a fucking big prison guy. Yeah. So in that same way, I still think he should face trial yeah. and, and, and be found guilty. But I do think that like, I like between the Holocaust and Sharon Tate, that's a lot. Yeah. And that's, so that's, what I have to say about that. Right. Fair enough. <coughs> Moving on. <laughs> Zach Lopez, Roman Polanski apologist. <laughs> yep. So spin-off. much for me. All right. See you on Twitter, everybody. Sometimes, like, I think, uh, you know, people really like things be black and white. And it's like you said, uh, one, well, a journal professor once said, like, a, a smart thing, I think, can do you think it's true, like, a sign of intelligence, we can have two contradictory things in your mind to realize they're both right. true. Mm-hmm. And like, someone can be a great artist, someone can be a terrible human being. The fact that they're a great artist doesn't erase the fact that they were a terrible human being. Yeah. But the terrible human being doesn't mean they're a great artist. Like, I, like any person who likes rock music, listen to Led Zeppelin mm-hmm. fairly regularly. And I have that asterisk, like, oh, half of this band were terrible fucking people. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they kidnapped people. I mean, yeah. they're, they're not. Yeah. These are, and abandoned yeah. one in the middle of a city, like a child in the middle of a city. Yeah. 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 And, and, they're, they're, and be stuff way beyond the context of the times. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And um, like the industry I work in, like went out of its way to protect them. Sure. Like absolutely. it wasn't talked about at all. Mm-hmm. But, you know, am I wrong to listen to music? It's possible. I, I, I acknowledge it. Like, do I do it anyway? I yeah, think sometimes. it's like, I think it's like at a point where it's like, are you going to let the fact that they're a great artist, are you going to let them allow that to, to, for them to continue to be a, get away with being a horrible person? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think, and it's also, I mean, and I certainly can only speak for myself here, you know, as a, as a deeply flawed person, right. Mm-hmm. You know, who is certainly not, any, not saying I've done any of the things that we've talked about here. <laughs> it's yeah. like this is like your Kevin Hart apology. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I, I'm, I'm sure there's people in this world that feel like I've, been cruel or, or you know, you know, really mm-hmm. grievously unkind to them and unfair, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm always a little cautious about the someone is a terrible person, yeah, or they're not a terrible, per- you know, or they're a great person, you mm-hmm. know. There's most most of us are a a healthy mixture. Yeah, you know. sometimes the mixture goes way more yeah. one direction. <laughs> yeah, sure. And then yeah, them. we're talking. Yeah, then, we're talking yeah. about a very. No, 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 I know, I know, yeah. I know. I, mean, I think it still bear, you know, just because the three of us are going down a list of names. Are you, guys, of, are like, you scared of, of being accused people. of like? Uh, are you scared of being accused of kidnapping teenagers? <laughs> I'm scared. Say scared per se. You know, <laughs> I'm not scared of anything. <laughs> uh, for the record, I have not kidnapped any teenagers. Well, I think we're probably pretty. To my good, knowledge, pretty good. Is there anything else either you have to say about the topic? Um. <laughs> My cat has an Instagram you can follow at, Cos- at CosmoTheBasementKitty.com. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to plug that. And it's uh, Maggie Sirota on Twitter. Yes. Always worth a, yes. worth, worth a follow. Death and Taxes, she kills it every day. Yeah, come read my site. Yeah, and uh, 
Maggie, bring back low times. Or Maggie, get your own podcast. Get a new podcast. Maggie, Maggie. get your own podcast. <laughs> yeah. Maggie, do a podcast. Oh, man. I, I like being the guest that just shows up to everyone else's. It's, yeah. fun, it's a lot less work on my end. Yeah. Uh, hey, thank you so much for being here. And thank all of you for listening. We Thanks, will, everybody. Again, we I do, really did not kidnap any teenagers. History's greatest artistic works. Citizen Kane. Hamlet. The Flare Steamboat Trilogy. We'll only be discussing one of these on our new podcast, The Best There Ever Was. We discuss the art of professional wrestling and the emotional connection that brings us back to it. On season one, we're talking about the greatest matches ever by members of the WWE Hall of Fame. But definitely not Coco Beware. I'm Fax. And I'm Chris. And join us, the Curtain Jerks, as we discuss wrestling's greatest matches on The Best There Ever Was on the Atlantic Transmission Network. This has been an Atlantic Transmission production. Hey!